All right. There we go, man. We're sorted out. Welcome to episode three, where we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. I'm joined by my co-host, Pat, here. Hey, it's me. It's Pat. It's Pat. You remember from the last one? I'm back. (laughs) I was invited back. You're going to keep getting invited back until I stop doing the thing, I think. (laughs) Fantastic. Well... You found someone who can put up with you, so it yeah that's yeah between you and Jill it was it took a long time. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So this is officially episode three in terms of recordings and stuff like that. It's episode two as far as yeah. anyone else is concerned. Um, if anybody's looking for the the lost episode, then if you found if you can find two episodes, you've got them. You've you know got what? Them all. You know what we'll do one night is we'll uh, we'll both get a fresh bottle of whiskey, and we'll try to recreate the first one, and, <laughs> like and word just, for word. Yeah, and just see how that goes, right? We'll try to reconstruct it. Um, I can already tell if we're having to do reruns at this point in time. It's it's already struggling, but <laughs> but there's a lot of movies. We we all like different types of movies, and uh, this is definitely a step out from the the first two we've done. Yeah, but, but there were the some. First uh, two were, uh, were your classic '90s high octane action thrillers. Yeah, this is uh, like a 99 minute Olive Garden commercial. <laughs> yeah, where, uh, one that the internet almost shut down. I might add. I remember. I don't know if you're on Twitter at all, but I know that uh, I'm gonna fix my camera a little bit. But I know that. Uh, the first rendition they came out with for the animated characters Sonic in the movie was awful. Oh yeah. So okay. So, so you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. It was like, it was awful. He had like human teeth that were like really creepy. It's yeah, like, like put in somebody's eyes that were too far apart and stuff, and like a weirdly human proportioned body. Like it didn't look like a cartoon characters body no he he kind of looked like pear-shaped with weird teeth and and i don't blame the internet for being like you got you got to sort that shit out we're not we're not yeah, having that, was, that that was it was yeah just a, a weird phenomenon where it's it's like sonics existed you know go probably like 30 years now not quite like 20 20 years and change at this point yeah uh and uh yeah he's looked a certain way kind of all through different media different consoles like the 16-bit console up to like uh newer consoles with uh, more renditions and, and he's always looked like the same pretty much the, but there's not just, a lot to deviate with... on a on a blue spinning ball i mean at least in that aspect but i mean at the same time he's got the spikes on his back right and like he's he's iconic right it's kind of like when you look at mario through the ages right like mario mm-hmm. hasn't changed he got more detailed but Mario probably changed a little more than Sonic did, honestly. Well, I guess when you go from like 8-bit and 16-bit, where mm. it's like, okay, yeah, Mario's Sonic made up of 32 16-bit. pixels. <laughs> yeah, so and then, Sonic started 16-bit, maybe gave him an edge on that. But yeah, he's had a consistent look, and he's people have known the, the look of that character for so long, and it was weird, a weird choice that they decided to kind of start out, like that first trailer dropping and, and him looking so mm-hmm. incredibly different. Yeah, it, which I found strange too because they'd, they'd already animated Sonic in the past. Like, there was a Sonic cartoon. Uh, there have been many. Seen it. Yeah, okay, so there's... I definitely know of the one because I turned it on for my son one day 
and he wasn't having it. He was more of a, a Wiggles kid, which hopefully I never have to watch again. But I showed him the movie today with Sonic, and uh, needless to say, the reworked Sonic looked way better than than the initial intended Sonic. I think I think most people can oh, agree yeah. to that. Yeah, no, it was a pretty good save, and it was like almost unprecedented for like f- like fans backlash, like the public backlash against like seeing something in a trailer. Like, well, we don't like how this looks at all and um that change kind of being made yeah to acquiesce the the feedback i i don't think has really ever been done for a movie before you know and, and that was uh to, to bring it back to even a point we made last episode about how like the internet and the fans like you have a lot better of an idea and you get a lot more peer review on movies these days as opposed to when you go to blockbuster and you read the synopsis you see the there's scenes they decide to show you. You're like, oh, this looks fucking awesome. Nowadays, they're like, oh, what do you think of Sonic? And everyone's like, nope, I fucking hate it. I'm not going to see it if that's the rendition of Sonic we see. But, like, would you have enjoyed the movie? I don't know. Actually, I didn't even ask you if you enjoyed the movie. But w- would you have felt the same way about the movie if they had not put that out to the public and just used the the weird-looking Sonic? Or would you have been just, like, distracted the whole time, do you think, being like, what the fuck is wrong with this? Yeah, I couldn't have gotten past it. To be honest, I don't think I would have even given the movie a chance. Um, so, so, like, if it came out and you saw, like, the preview in theaters and you saw that was Sonic, would you have been like, no? I, I definitely thought, I mean, the first time I saw the video, I thought, like, everybody else, like, why is it, why'd they make him look weird? I guess we should talk, like, I should mention, like, this is the, like, th- this episode was my pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, said kind of from from the jump like oh Sonic the Hedgehog would make a good episode so yeah when you asked yeah. me what uh, what I wanted to do if we wanted to do something more recent I said well Sonic's you know 2020 so it's about that... as recent get for movies these days it's only 2020 eh I thought... yeah February it, yeah. I think this whole February fucking pandemic really stretched out 2020 I honestly I thought, thought it was like about Birds of Prey like I was looking at uh, I looked up Birds of Prey on like IMDb or whatever at some point yeah uh, I saw that when it first came to three theaters and like a couple months ago I saw like Birds of Prey and it's like 2020 I was like Birds of Prey came out a year ago like I would have said like 2018 or 2017 maybe that's exactly I, what I thought about Sonic I was I was I'm oh literally God. like going back in my head I'm like I feel like I was on Twitter when my wife was pregnant and that was almost three years ago, and seeing Sonic and being like, ugh, the fuck is that thing? But yeah, no, it, it makes just as much sense that it was last year, at any point last year, and it still feels mm-hmm. like it's been an eternity. But uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't realize it was that recent, so we're, we're hitting on a really recent movie, which is fantastic, and I'm glad you gave the idea, because I like mm-hmm. the idea of also discussing maybe more uh, video game-based movies, or movies that came out because yeah. of such a popular video game franchise. There's there's a lot of room for uh for discussion on that topic for sure. My goal is is over time to change this from being like a movie review podcast to being a a specifically exclusively about comparing. Whoa whoa, settle down there, Yoko. Adaptations. No. <laughs> you come into my podcast and you want to change shit. On. <laughs> No, I was I, I was actually thinking like maybe it was like too premature to do the Sonic movie, um, a little bit. I was like maybe I should save it before we jump into it, and I was thinking about making it kind of like a special episode where we covered video game movies as a whole. Like I was thinking about like 
doing this alongside like Detective Pikachu or doing it alongside like the Mario Brothers movie from back in the day or Mortal Kombat or something to compare and contrast it to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just a quick little interjection. I just want to say hi, Tree. Thank you for coming out and uh, stopping by the stream. We always appreciate the support. Hi, Tree. And uh, yeah, no, Pat, I would I would totally agree. I mean, to be fair, we're on Twitch, which is largely a uh, a video game streaming platform doing a podcast. So we're already like fish out of water. I mean, I know we're going <laughs> to put up some videos on other platforms and hopefully I can convert MP4 to MP3 and sort that out for, you know, just audio programs. But uh, I, I think it would go over just as well. I mean, we, we both enjoy video games just as much as we enjoy movies. And um, although I haven't really been keeping up on most of the more modern video games, we, we both grew up in the same era. So, I mean, we can go back and do stuff like uh, Banjo and Kazooie style, oh. Mario 64. You know what I mean? All that kind of cool stuff. And, I would uh, I would really enjoy doing an episode of just like forget about movies. I just want to talk about Banjo Kazooie for an episode. I could definitely do that. You know, yeah, it it, it could definitely happen. Like I, I was gonna say something, but I know if I say it, we're gonna go off on a tangent on Banjo Kazooie and ruin that episode already. So it'll be like a forty five minute tangent, and we won't even get back to Sonic. So we'll yeah, uh, we'll enough. have to figure it out, right? But I mean, um, yeah, th this is definitely a good introduction. I mean, there are. There are quite a few movies now. Uh, it seems to be a lot more of a popular idea to uh, to do video game based movies, right? Or like, okay, well, this video game yeah. sold well, and it's it's in a high intensity or a fun video game that people have enjoyed. Let's make a movie out of it. I um, mean, video like someone's probably able to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure like the you know the money shows that the video game industry is like something like two and a half times bigger than the movie industry like the biggest industry in like all of entertainment. I, uh, I would in terms of the money in. I would not disagree with that. I would I would assume that would be a, a fairly accurate statement. Um but there is two uh like two main factors that kind of drove my like why I wanted to do this Sonic movie. Mm -hmm. Um I was like I was a fan of Sonic when I was a kid. I loved the games. I never even owned a Sega console, but I played with my friends all the time and loved the Sonic games. And there yeah. were a there were like the the some people know what I'm talking about when I talk about like the original Sonic cartoon series. There were like two running at the same time, um, where Sonic was played by Jaleel White from Family Matters. I okay. loved those cartoons. I was watching those like all the time, like every Saturday morning. Yeah. And uh, when I saw like as an adult, when I saw they were making a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, my thought my first thought was, oh no, this is gonna <laughs> it's gonna be terrible. They're gonna ruin it. Because video game movies forever have just had, like, been notorious for being terrible. It's been, like, you know, since the Mario Brothers movie with Bob Hoskins uh, came out. Like, yeah. They've never made a good one. Like, for the longest time, I, I, anytime I heard they were making a movie based on a game, uh, like, well, it's going to suck. And anyone who's Absolutely. a fan of the game is going to hate it. It's going to get everything wrong. And... Um, I really liked the Sonic movie. I thought it was good, done well, mm -hmm. and uh, I enjoyed it. Like, it's definitely for kids. And it, that's, uh, and that's what I said to you. It's like it was made for kids, but built for adults that grew up with Sonic. Yeah, uh, it can be well-received by an adult who's like a who was a fan of, of Sonic as a kid. And the reason for that is because this movie was, like, made by uh, adults who were fans of Sonic as kids. Like, we've reached a turning point where video games have been around. They've been popular long enough 
that the people making movies now grew up on games to some extent. Maybe it was just around they were high school or something. But yeah, uh, but the uh, yeah yeah the uh, like like the turning point with people like there are people in, invested in making movies now who are in, like invested in the games in a way that people weren't back in the eighties nineties and even in the two thousands. Yeah, which I think is the main contributing factor to this game being or this movie like being so good being like basically the godfather of video game movies is because it was made by people who get it okay uh, okay care i, I you know what I, I i don't mean to to cut you off but i want to interject and i think you're right and i think it's interesting you say that because tree just brought up omnipixel there uh in chat she said yes all the parodied games and wreck it ralph to the movie and stuff like that and even kayla was saying teenage mutant ninja turtles the games mm-hmm. from the show and i guess it kind of works both ways in a sense right but um are you going to stand by that statement that uh, this is the the godfather of video games turned into movies? Because I, I think it's got to be. I can't it's think of be, a, right? I can't think of a better one that I've enjoyed lately. Like I think the first video game to movie that I've ever seen was Street Fighter, and that was weird. <laughs> I didn't um, see it, but I've heard the same thing. Where I've, I've seen like clips, and I thought the same thing. Like that, yeah, this looks like people who like. You know, like some some like movie executive saw their kid playing Street Fighter and was like, "Hey, that looks like it it might be money, possibly." Like, I've never played that game and I never will, but I'm going to make a movie about it. You you know what? Now that you say that, it reminds me exactly of that scene in Wayne's World when that guy's like, "I was standing in the airport and I was just watching these kids playing video games, just pumping in quarter after quarter." I feel like it was a guy like that, and he's got an arcade and he's like just watching yeah. fucking kids surrounding this video game console like the giant stand-up arcade and he's just like whoa they really like this street fighter thing calls up a buddy in hollywood and he's like make a fucking movie it'll sell the other main video we get we get jean-claude van damme because that Mm -hmm. motherfucker could do like weird splits and still kick the shit out of people i I think it worked at the time i think it was actually quite a big hit Uh, i'd have to look into it i feel like it i think it was the first of its kind because, I mean, Street Fighter goes back to retro arcade video games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not necessarily the most basic. Like, it's not like it was like a Pong version, right? It was a quite quite a bit more advanced. But uh, I, I'm i going to go out on a limb and say it was probably the first video game turned movie. And then I think they might have seen the success with that and done Mortal Kombat. Now maybe I'm getting dates mixed up and, and times. Well, but I was going to say I thought the Super Mario Brothers movie was, but now I'm thinking on that. That was like... 1992 or something or maybe later yeah cause uh, I, I get like the feeling Super Mario Worlds for the SNES had already come out I get yeah because I get the feeling that uh, Street Fighter came out before I know if it was that if it was like really really early 90s then it was definitely I wouldn't have known about it until I was older mm-hmm. but now that yeah now that I'm starting to think about all the video game movies that I've seen I think the godfather of video game movies for me is Mortal Kombat Really, it I don't. It's a nostalgia thing. It's not necessarily that it was a good movie. It was just it like one of those. Movies. It was like fun, you it shut was your fun filthy mouth, Peg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it's yeah. No, I've seen the Mortal Kombat movie. I, I I'm coming at that from a different angle because I didn't really play the Mortal Kombat games. I was that okay, kid. Yeah. I was that kid who was like, oh, my mom won't let me play those games because of all the blood. So I didn't. I couldn't. 
like relate to the other kids about it. So I just steered kind of steered clear of it. But I, I saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like, I mean, it's just like cheesy. And it, like, it was, it was yeah, it was kind of fun. But like, yeah, it was it was like laying on layers of cheese it, in that movie. It was one of those movies that if I were to watch it now, I'd just be like, oh, man, the only reason I'm enjoying this is because when I was six or seven years old, I, I thought it was the coolest shit ever. It probably yeah. has so many issues that we could talk about. But I think between that and Street Fighter and probably the Super Mario Brothers movie and stuff like that, those would have set the foundations for this kind of thing. But I feel like there must have been a gap because it doesn't seem like they came out with a lot of good video game movies between then. I know they've come out with a bunch, right? Like, it's it's been a more recent yeah. thing. that I, Maybe it's just something that I've noticed more since I started playing more games, but... All I can think about is how bad Assassin's Creed was. The Assassin's Creed was really bad. Yeah. yeah. That one's, well, that one's a little bit of a, um, I guess, an exception there. It's kind of like building up to this point we're at now with Sonic and uh, also Detective Pikachu, I think, is a lesser example. People who understand the games and grew up with them yeah. having, having a creative hand in the games. I think Assassin's Creed is not quite that, but Assassin's Creed was basically like some people who got their hands on the rights to a movie, uh, or rights to the game, and were like, we could make a real like art house type movie, like a real yeah. arts <laughs> passion project out of this. Assassin's Creed, because Assassin's Creed is really not about what the games are about, like kind of on purpose though. Yeah, I think Assassin's they had to branch Creed's away from any like, kind of story, and they had to like, well, they had they had yeah, to they give were, it a like, plot. Intentionally doing something different with it. So I give I didn't yeah. like it, but I give them props for doing I, I, that at least. It wasn't like they tried to adapt an Assassin's Creed game storyline and failed. They were like, yeah. well, we we like this as a concept, and we think we can make a story in this world that's interesting. And and they did something kind of unique with it. I feel like they might have tried to put the horse before the carriage and been like, this could make as we could make as many movies as they've made games with this concept. It's like, no, you couldn't. It's no. going to be a total flop. Uh, but I think it's interesting because yeah, when I was watching on Amazon Prime there the uh, the Sonic movie when I was searching for Sonic it came up and Detective Pikachu was the movie right beside it it's like related mm -hmm. or you know things you might enjoy besides Sonic and I thought to myself well what came first the trading cards the show the video games or the movies like I, I don't really even know where it stands when it comes to Pokemon, Pokemon? yeah was it the trading uh, cards first or was it the show I think it was the Game Boy games first, and really? then the tree cards right after, and then the show. Okay, so it, it was it was adapted from a video game to a, an anime show. Mm -hmm. Because of its popularity, it became a card trading game. That's intense. It, uh, that's whole... I think maybe the cards preceded the the show, but I'm not positive on that. Yeah, because I mean, like when you start getting into like the, the video game, like it would have been easy for them just to hop right into the the show. Or the, sorry, it would have been like as soon as you have the video game, like you have statistics and you have abilities for all these different Pokemon. Well, why not put them into trading cards, right? So I don't know. Maybe There's maybe we'll take a look jump. into that. Yeah, Pokemon. I mean, Pokemon is like a, a masterpiece of like marketing. Yeah, uh, it's pretty sure it's popular. the most successful video game franchise of all time. And you add on top of the games, like all the more like, than Mario. I think it's got to be. I don't know. You, that'd be an interesting fact. To check out. I'm not willing to do the research right now because I'm just here enjoying my drinks. And we're, 
again. I feel like I feel the same way. Like a lot of things, I think like, oh, I should have researched that, or I wish I knew this. But I'm I'm okay with this being just like us rattling off like facts we think we overheard. Here, and this is the problem with the internet is that people can fact check us whenever we want. Like back in the day, I could have just been like, no, this is how it went. And if I just say it with enough confidence, enough people would believe it. It would become fact anyways. Okay, so Pat, the uh, the big topic tonight was supposed to be the Sonic movie, and I'm and I'm glad we got a lot of this kind of discussion on the go already because I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but I've got to say, like the first note I made, like I turned the movie on. My kid was downstairs watching, I don't know, True in the Rainbow Kingdom or some some other kids show that I threw on for him. But when I heard. Like when the Paramount, you know how like they always have those like Lionsgate, Paramount, Fox, Twenty First Century, like the introduction to the movies. Mm-hmm. When it was the noise of Sonic collecting rings, like yeah, I got the, it's the rings around the mountain instead of stars. I got I got goosebumps. I was like, oh, oh shit, they're not wasting any time here. Like they're totally taking this right off the hop, like like a Pavlovian response almost, if you will. It was oh, kind of yeah, like that's. Like, I didn't. I didn't think of defining it like up. that. But that's exactly. You hear that sound if you play the games. You're just like something good is happening. That's a sound I I work towards trying to hear. Yeah. So yeah. And now to give some people a little bit of a uh, context here, I think it was you and I in 2010 or 11. Uh, I had bought Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on my Xbox, and you were the one who helped me get Golden Sonic when we were trying to get oh, all, yeah, all the. Uh, the chaos emeralds the all the emeralds yeah and yes, sir. and we did it and i was just like holy shit i didn't even know you could do that cuz when i was a kid just like today i'm terrible at video games so i could <laughs> i could never really aspire i didn't even know i didn't know that was a thing until you had told me so it's uh it's not like it's a to- like it it was a while ago but it's it's more recent uh in my mm-hmm. mind than say when it first came out when i was playing it as a kid sure so if in in, in that regard I really enjoyed the movie as just as much as I had enjoyed the games mm-hmm. through the decades I've been alive. So, yeah, I should, um, I should, uh, mention one thing too, was if, uh, if you enjoyed the Sonic games of that era, then Sonic mania is worth checking out. You can get it for pretty cheap on, uh, well, I have it on PS4, probably get it on oh, okay. Xbox too. It yeah. was made in 2015, but it was made for the Sonic anniversary, 25th anniversary or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it is, uh, it's a great time. It's uh, like the old side-scrolling uh, style, but yeah, no, and, and you know what? And I like those games a lot because they had it. It wasn't they didn't need a lot of depth, other than here's the game, try to beat it. It's not going to be easy, and uh, and there it's gonna you be go. Fast-paced. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, your job is just to get through it fast, pick up speed, and keep going. And oh, here's the boss. Jump at him. Yeah, absolutely. Roll a ball and smash them with your body. Omnipixel treat. Thank you for the follow. Sorry to interrupt, Pat. This is a, uh, this is one of the things we're gonna have to to work around with a live stream. Uh, oh yeah. But yeah, no. Thank you very much for the follow. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, like, I, it's like when you go back to like the original Mario, and then you see Mario adapting, and then I think it really switched, in terms of that depth and. It was still kind of the same, but in 3D. But with Mario 64, you're kind of like, whoa, this is an entirely new video game. Like, now yeah. I have to worry about everything in, you know, a three-dimensional yeah, world. Like, <laughs> control the camera. Yeah, that was a trip. Turning on Mario 64 for the first time was a trip. And you're like, whoa, is this what video games are now? That's crazy. 
<laughs> and nowadays you can throw on a headset and you're just like, I'm going to walk around Africa for a couple hours and bump into people and shit, fall over in my own backyard. Um, yeah, it's crazy, the development. And I, I, you know what's great is that we, we kind of grew up in that era where it was like, we were definitely not the first ones to experience video games at their birth. But mm-hmm. I think we were born in that perfect era where it's like, these are video games, these are pretty advanced at the time. And then you get to see the development through times. Like, I mean, when you go from Contra to Call of Duty, like Warzone mm-hmm. or Cold War or whatever you want to call it now, it, the difference is staggering. Yeah, you're right. We were in a nice sweet spot to, to kind of, we were coming up right at the perfect point to kind of see that change mm-hmm. and see all the changes that, that games had to offer. Yeah. And I thought that was, I thought it was incredible. Cause when I look at games now, like I actually tried to throw on Goldeneye uh, when I was at my sister's place. Cause my brother-in-law has it. Like he bought it. We turn it on and we're kind of like, yeah, let's do this. And then we're like trying to get the controls. Right? Back, and we're okay. like, yeah, how do you aim down the sights? What's going on here? And I forgot that you just run around and shoot and it kind of auto aims for you. And, and so, like, it's it's hard to go back, but it's also kind of one of those things where it's like you kind of know your roots, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, we we can definitely appreciate everything new that comes out in a video game. Camera controls, I think, are a big thing, especially for like third person games or third person action games. Mm-hmm. The camera controls now are so smooth, so intuitive. Every game you pick up of that style is going to be the same. Uh, yeah. We mentioned Banjo Kazooie and Mario sixty four already. Those are two two great games with notoriously terrible camera controls. Well, they even or had the guy in the cloud. Like, C buttons, and it just yeah. wouldn't spin around sometimes for for reasons unknown. And then you you know you had the the one friend who was really good at it, and like do 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 do, and they're like hitting all the C buttons to get that just right angle so they can see where they got to go. And I I'd always get stuck in a wall. Like yeah. the camera literally gets stuck inside of a wall. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's you know what you were probably one of the first people to accidentally glitch something out like that. And I mean, when you, when you look at games now, they're so intense that they have like testers that literally will go like every square inch of the world they design and they're going to press every button and do every possible combination of things to make sure things don't get messed up. Can you I imagine? Feel like, I feel like going from a linear 2D game to something like Mario 64 would have been incredibly difficult for the developers to be like, how do we make sure nobody's going to fuck this up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like hit a point where it's like, sorry you have to restart everything so i think like even when you look in that aspect like us growing up with these video games it's like so simple okay the pixels just have to be here it's all linear it's fine to all of a sudden there's some fucking turtle in a half shell in a cloud with a camera and a fishing reel and he's just like i don't know what i'm doing uh, you you control me I don't, who, who yeah. knows what's happening yeah, when Locky 2 uh, shows up in Mario 64, the first thing that happens in Mario 64 is he shows up with his camera. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to be the camera guy, and this is the concept. Because like, cause you didn't have a frame of reference for that anymore. Or at that point, yeah. you never had it before. Like, It's like, this is a camera. Imagine it like you're filming the character, and you have to use camera controls to put it in the right place. Like, It really needed that kind of... Mario 64 being like most people's introduction to that it really needed that kind of in-game framing device yeah. for it to really make sense. Yeah, and, and I think it really helped people being like, oh, I can change the camera because all of a sudden mm-hmm. now you have an N64 controller Even and it's like, thinking of it like I don't a have cam- four buttons. I've got two buttons and four buttons over here and then two triggers and then two, like a Z button. And like, 
just a controller just developer. Think of it like a camera, you know what I mean? Like if you're playing, you know, Mario World or Sonic 2 or one of the side-scrolling games, you're not thinking of like your point of view as a camera really, mm-hmm. even though you kind of could. Yeah. So like framing it as a camera like is is kind of an instant way to to frame it where it makes sense. I do it, believe it puts... you you could also play Mario 3D in uh in first person, right? There was a camera mode for that. Not really, no. Not Mario 64. Okay, so it was like just right behind your head. You kind of zoomed in. Yeah, you could, you could still zoom in person. and get the camera up really close to you, but mm-hmm. no first-person view. It's not like Fallout or Skyrim where you can go full third-person or full first-person if you want. Yeah, and again, I mean, even those franchises from Fallout 1 and 2 to Fallout 3, you're kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? What did you guys do? You know do? what? <laughs> Bringing this up has kind of reminded me we were talking about terrible games, and, and there's one game that I remember being awesome as a kid that I came back to uh, years later as an adult and I was like I'm going to see if I can find this game this was a good time and it's Donkey Kong 64 it's, which, not, it's not a good game It's it could, it could have been though was the thing Like mm-hmm. I like everything about that game except the camera controls make it totally unplayable you, you it know what? what I can yeah. describe as like second person camera <laughs> first of all the camera's way up close so if you're playing Donkey Kong it takes up a bunch, about this much of the frame and it, like Every time he moves, you can't really control the camera that much. It's going to just kind of move and do what it wants to do. And it wants to be in front of you. Yeah. So you're running towards the camera. Mm-hmm. You can't see shit. Well, you know, and it's funny. because like, they it... got to the point where they, they made the game, mm-hmm. thought it was a good idea, and thought that it played well, and then released the game. And they're like, this will be fun for people. You know what? And to touch on that same note, it's the same thing that you get nowadays, right? In terms of that internet and peer review. Like, even before, they're like, oh, we're going to show you a snippet of the game, and then all of a sudden, the vocal few are like, fuck that. If you put that shit out, I'm going to fucking negatively blast it until you decide not to develop games anymore. It was kind of one of those games where they're like, this is good. We're going to put it out, and it works. But I mean, to like when you, when you got really close there, I'm like, well, it makes sense that Donkey Kong fills up most of the frame, because when you look at the original Donkey Kong game... He was supposed yeah, to be Yeah, but massive. he wasn't the he wasn't the player character in the original. He was not. Game. He was not. Um it's a big difference. But to, to to make a comment about that, um I think Diddy Kong Racing Great game. was was one of the best fucking games for N sixty four. I mean yeah, land great. land, sea, and air, baby. It was the trifecta. It was everything yeah, you have, wanted, have right? The plane was cool. Having the hovercraft was cool, but having the plane was especially cool. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I don't know if there were a lot of flying games at the time uh, for N64 like that, right? Like, it was it was pretty cool as a kid because you're like, oh, I know Mario 60. Like, I know Mario Kart really well. Mario Kart's been around since, like, original Nintendo. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I'm not on the ground anymore. Or, whoa, the terrain is totally different. You know, yeah, and, like, and going through fly. the water as opposed to going over the jumps doesn't slow you down when you're in your hovercraft. You're like, you go even faster. You're like, fuck. This is yeah, any neat. game that lets you like fly, like uninhibited, just fly, fly is something special because it's something you never got in games. Like, even like game, like characters who were supposed to be able to fly kind of like at a whim, like Kirby, they kind of nerfed that. They'd be like, oh, you can fly for like 12 steps or 12 flaps of Kirby. And then you kind of gently float to the ground because, well, we can't have you just flying all over the place. That would be too much fun, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, even even to touch on that, like, look at the Mario when you get the feather and the side-scroller, right? Like, well, you can't fly forever, but you can do a few tricks to get you, like, that little bit more leverage. Yeah, you can, you can, uh, you can glide pretty well. You can push the limits, uh... but it's no Diddy Kong racing. 
<laughs> you ever play Hook on Super Nintendo? No, but I had a Sega Genesis and I played uh, this pirate game that was pretty sweet. The reason I bring up Hook is because you're playing as Peter Pan, mm-hmm. who was who is known for being a guy who can fly. Yeah, and without restriction. Yeah, without it. Yeah, without any restrictions to him, but that you know you're just you're playing as uh as peter pan and you need to find certain spots and there's only like a handful of them in the whole game where like there's a fairy there dropping fairy dust and you have to stand under it it fills up your fly meter and then you can fly over a certain part of a level then Mm -hmm. at one point your your fly meter is going to run out and you're done maybe there will be a fairy at some point where you can fly in the next level but probably not Oh, okay, okay. Particularly a frustrating one. It's like, listen, like you chose to make a Peter Pan game. I didn't tell you to. <laughs> like, and you're and you're not gonna let me fly. Like, the fuck is wrong with you? Nobody told you to butcher Peter Pan in the video game version. I don't know why you decided yeah, exactly. it would be a good idea to limit my abilities as Peter Pan. You know exactly. Like, like if you're gonna commit to making a Peter Pan game, you've committed to making a game where I can I can fly at a whim. Limitations. Limitations like that or what helped kids grow up too fast in my opinion uh-huh. I think it was in, it was inappropriate to be like to make a video game about Never Never Land where you never grow up and they're like sorry you have to uh, you have to do adulting first before you can fly it's like well what do you mean like well imagine fairy dust is like doing the dishes like, <laughs> yeah fuck off <laughs> and, and flying is doing cocaine well yes naturally <laughs> I mean as, as most adults know that everything leads to cocaine <laughs> All roads. I don't like all these people that are like, oh, cocaine is terrible. You're like, yeah, it's so bad. I can't believe they sell billions of that, billions of dollars of that shit every year. Like, nobody's doing it because it's super illegal. But it's one of the largest markets in the world. (laughs) Is it bigger than the video game industry, though? Um... Someone find out what's what's bigger the the no no comment just trafficking industry or the video game industry. It's going to turn into like a Narcos podcast eventually. Like, well, how much cocaine are they selling every year? And how much money does Ubisoft make? I, I, <laughs> I think the drug dealers win. I think I think nine times out of ten drug dealers end up making more money than than video game developers. But that's because they pay tax. I think, I think that's something you have to consider, too. Yeah, I guess that makes a... When you get more, you're making that much money, tax makes a pretty big... <laughs> Piece of the pie, I that guess. Damn government coming in, taking all my cocaine money. <laughs> Got no time for that. Um, oh man. Okay, okay. Um, as, we dig- Sonic? As, as we digress from video games and movies to cocaine, we should probably get a little bit more into this movie. Maybe um, we should. Uh, it's time to break out the notes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think like, one of the first things I noticed was they gave you some background. Um, I don't know, because like, I, I really only played the video games. I didn't watch any of the cartoons. I didn't, like, I've seen them, but I didn't mm-hmm. follow them. So when they had, like, Sonic as a kid and Longclaw, the owl lady, um, was kind of mentoring him. And, like, you know, you got a special yes. power. With great power comes great responsibility, the blah, 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 superhero kind of stuff. It was you really nice. where his power came from, though, which I thought that was interesting. Like, that feels like a very, like saving it for the sequel kind of thing that they're doing maybe maybe you know and maybe that's that's a good way to save it right because i mean this could be potentially a franchise of movies that would be fun to watch i know i really enjoyed watching this one mm-hmm. but it, it was really nice to get a little bit of background to be like oh okay 
why is Sonic... just en- just enough? I think like yeah. just enough to work. But it, it was good because they didn't like they didn't put it in a box. You know what I mean? They didn't try to ship and package. This is Sonic. This is who he is. This is where he comes from. Blah blah blah. It was just kind of like here's Sonic as a kid. He's a special hedgehog. People are going to come after him for his powers. He's going to be sought after. Boom. It kids it. specifically into into the movie. And it was like, okay, it was really good to get a little bit of background. And it was really cool, I thought, how they introduced, like, why rings are important to them. Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know, because obviously when you're playing the game, you collect a shit ton of rings. Like, okay, this is pretty cool. And when you go to different worlds in the game, not that it's like if you don't have enough rings, you don't advance to the next level. You just have to beat it. But it was like, okay, it makes sense why he's ring hungry in the video games. He's trying to collect all the rings he lost and so i, I yeah. really enjoyed i don't the think they of... were trying to like retcon why you're collecting rings in the game but they're just they knew the rings are iconic yeah. and that you had to have a place and and uh it was a good idea to make them kind of the main MacGuffin that's driving the plot mm-hmm. but i think it tied in really well with the whole collecting them and then when you finish a level you go to a new world right like so every Obviously, yeah. I think there was like usually like three parts, but you'd be in like a totally different environment for all these different Sonic uh, levels. So I, I thought it was pretty cool how they introduced that. So I was watching it and I'm kind of like, all right, I, I'd buy this. This all kind of makes sense. Like they did it well, but they didn't try to oversell it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They weren't like, oh, Sonic, if you have less than 100 rings, pff, you don't get an extra life. <laughs> like it's not like he's like a cat where he's got to collect nine lives or something like that. So I think they did a really good job in terms of bridging the video game to the movie in that initial sense like within the first 10 minutes i was kind of like all right they're not they're not going hard we like i can probably sit here and enjoy this and it obviously being meant for kids it was a little bit more simplified in in all those terms because you're not going to try to complicate a, a kids movie i mean it just not it doesn't, too much, no. doesn't work for kids right so so i made a note of that i just thought it was really nice to get a little background and uh, and how they wanted to play all these different things they were going to tie into the movie to the video game. Yeah, the reason uh, the the reason I think thought this would have made a good episode to kind of go like comparing it to something like uh, maybe a, maybe a movie that's totally on the different end of the spectrum, like the Mario Brothers movie would be a an ideal thing. Is like this game like hits so many points that like you as a fan of the, or this movie hits so many points as a fan of the games you'd want it to hit it it has like the attention to in the details and like and like putting in like game references and kind of getting it true to the game like is is all over the movie like it's all over everywhere and um it does it really well of just kind of like bringing in elements of the game that they think fans are going to want to see mm-hmm. as compared to another movie like the Mario Brothers movie which uh like either like it, it's clear that people really don't understand the elements of the game. They really have no desire to put in, or they, they kind of thought it like it, it was gonna work no matter what. Like kids, like we put we call it the Mario Brothers movie. We put it out. Kids like Mario, they're gonna go see it. Yeah. When kids kind of like I knew I knew the Mario Brothers movie sucked when I was like seven. You know, yeah. like kids yeah. kids can tell like, and uh, like I could tell like this doesn't have anything to do with Mario. Like it's not the same. King Koopa doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same kind of... Like, there, there's no elements of the game in here that I recognize. Like, I think they have Toad, a character named Toad in the Super Mario Brothers movie. He's just, like, a guy. <laughs> He's just, like, a guy eating a ham sandwich. Like, what's up? 
What's up, you guys? Like, I'm Who Joe. the fuck is Toad? Oh, I'm like a Koopa, but I'm not quite. I, just, I lost my shell. Can you get my shell doesn't... for me? <laughs> it's not even that. No one's got shells in this movie. They're yeah. like, we evolved from dinosaurs, and you evolved from monkeys, and we're going to shoot you with evolution rays. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in my Mario Brothers movie? Like, So I, I think on that note, would you say it's safe to say that the people that produced this movie, because we're getting to that age now where like the people that probably ended up writing or developing the Sonic movie are probably around our age or close to. Do you think they would have seen movies like that and been like, we can't have another fucking Mario Brothers ripoff where it's just like, we're just going to use the name and use the images and totally fucking take things off the handle? Do you think it was more or less, because I'm starting to think now that you're mentioning all that stuff, that it was people who are like, we're not fucking going to do this wrong. Like all the other movies that we've seen mm-hmm. based on video games growing up, we didn't like them. They weren't at all based on the video game. So they're just like, Sonic, boom, here we go. We're going to make it right. We're going to learn from the previous movie's mistakes. And like I said, like I thought like that, that the rings for the Paramount logo, like it caught me right off the hop. And I was just like, okay, like, you know what I mean? I don't know how they started off the Mario movies. Like I'm sure they probably had some dude jumping down a pipe and it's like Paramount. He's like, Yahoo! What, what the oh, fuck? Oh, no. They had, uh, they had some cartoon where it's like, 65 million years ago, there were dinosaurs, but then a meteor came, and it tore a, tore a hole in the space-time continuum. Now there's a new dimension where dinosaur people walk around, but they just look like people. And Mario and... could pick up feathers and fly. You're like, fuck you guys, you lazy bastards. <laughs> exactly. There was no picking up feathers and flying. There was none of that. It was just like, they instantly, instantly, like, were, were like, we want to make the worst impression possible. Here's proof we don't know anything about the games we're trying to adapt. We don't know what people like about them. Yeah. I think that's the most big way to put it. Like, the people who made movies like that, they don't, they didn't know what kids liked about the games. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have, like, mm-hmm. that, that starting point that's kind of important. The people who made the Sonic movie, um, they know what people like about Sonic. Do you think and it was maybe just, like, ideas not able to be realized because of the lack of technology they had available? Like, do you think absolutely those movies... not. No? I it was just that. I don't okay. think it's that at all. Okay. I mean, the limitations of, of the technology aside, like, because they did some stuff, like, like, Bowser, for example, or King Koopa, he was just, like, Dennis Hopper in a suit for the whole movie. And then at the end, he became, like, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well, oh, it's like, okay, Bowser's God. not a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Because it's funny, though, because when you look at, like, video games or movies that were turned into video games, like, for example, Kayla was mentioning Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. Like, those video games were awesome because they just, like, movies are so short. So you have to incorporate what the characters are known for best. So, like, even in Turtles in Time, you picked up pizza to get health, which everyone knows fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles love pizza. It's a hell of a lot easier to animate whoever you're putting in a movie in terms of like Shredder or excuse me or um or the rat you know like it's just like it's so much easier to animate that stuff when you go the other way but when you come from yeah. video games to movies I feel like especially in a franchise like Sonic there's just so much more that you have to try to you know, there's a lot more to work with but it also has to be to the point and precise because again with movies you have a much shorter time period to work with right yeah which is hard you know because like people that grow up on games like there's so much imagination involved in it a lot of games get heavy like in the lore and if you're coming from a 
an era where you're playing NES or you're playing Super Nintendo, you're playing Sega Genesis, like even those games are like so kind of simple. There's no dialogue in the games. There's limited ability to tell a narrative story. So you fill in a lot of that with your imagination. Mm-hmm. So so uh, people have their own like pretty elaborate headcanons sometimes about what uh, what the game's supposed to be, like what it is to them, like what it is to one person. It, it's going to be something different to another. And there's a lot of like kind of collaborative storytelling involved, you know, in a way, sort of. Um, yeah. And I think if you if you're just like an executive, you know, you were 40 years old when the game came out. And you're vaguely aware that kids like this thing that you can adapt to a movie to make money, and that's where you're coming at from it. That you're gonna, that's gonna be so lost on you, go so over your head mm-hmm. that you're gonna get something like where you have like a guy going to another dimension uh, with dinosaur people, and and thinking that that's Super Mario, and that's what a Super Mario fan wants to see. Like, yeah, you're like as long as they see like the Mario game. character, maybe they'll love it as much as they love the video games. It, it, to me, that seems lazy. It seems like it's almost. And looking it's back, like you can't blame them though. It's it, like it's no, hard to blame because, like, how I could can't. they have known? I can't. I can't because it, what it seems like at that point is a cash grab. They're like, it, it, holy oh, it, shit! Yeah. Nintendo is selling a shit ton of these Mario games. Kids are loving them, and it's not. It wasn't just kids that were loving them, right? Like, don't get me wrong, man. Like, I, I'm I'm 31 years old. I still play video games all the time. Um, mm-hmm. so like I could be just as in tune. I don't know. For example, a popular game with the kids is is Fortnite, like in Minecraft. Like kids love that shit, and so they came out with like a Minecraft show on Netflix that's interactive. And I'm sure there's going to be works for a Fortnite movie, eventually. But like that's it's not to say that somebody our age wouldn't be in tune with those video games. But when you look at the the movies that were made back then, it, it does seem a lot more like a parent watched their kid play this game for 20 minutes left the house went had a couple bourbons at the bar came back their kids still playing mario and they're like kids love this shit let's make a movie let's sell it you know like let's just they're gonna buy it doesn't matter as long as we put super mario or whoever in it they're gonna buy it and yeah so but I... how could they know how could they know what's going on like with how deeply personal it is to the kids you know what i mean because like video well, games were deeply personal to me on a level because they were selling me like a, there was a narrative there I think it was easier like back then because there was no one to complain. Like, like, what would they're, you do if, if you wanted to complain back narrative, then? You know what I mean? Like, Space Invaders doesn't have a narrative. Tetris no. doesn't have a narrative. And a lot of people, like, they can't tell the difference. In those days, right, they can't tell the difference between um, Super Mario and, and Space Invaders. I don't know. It was one of the video games the kids were playing. So they don't know that there's, like, a richer narrative that your kids are getting like absolutely absolutely. i'm sure they would have hired a few people to be like okay you've played it so what do we need to include like oh do this 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 and this and they're like okay we're gonna do one of those things fuck you (laughs) we're just gonna put mario's face on it and kids are gonna gonna be be less expensive to do this yeah and and kids are gonna tell their parents they want to go see it and the parents are gonna sit through it and be like god what is this god awful shit because they've never played the the game thinking the same thing they're like what is god awful shit Where's like my I, Super Mario Brothers movie? I can just imagine kids walking back to their parents like 1991 Cutlass. And they're just like, Dad, Mom, <laughs> that movie was shit. And they're like, don't swear, but I agree. <laughs> Did you hear? I heard this. This is like an urban legend on the internet. I don't know if it's true, but it said that Dennis Hopper, the actor who played King Koopa mm-hmm. in President Koopa or whatever he was in the Mario Brothers movie, 
His of his course. son had a conversation with him, right? And the kid said uh, said, "Dad, why did you why did you make the Mario movie? Why were you in the Mario movie?" And his dad said, "Well, you know, that's my job. It's how I get paid. So I did that movie so that you could have shoes." And his son said, "Dad, I don't need shoes that bad." <laughs> Talk about being like, "Yeah, we were just in it for the money." We don't give a fuck. That's the reason you got those shitty knockoff Mario shoes that were made in China. You know, like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. I I feel like that was maybe something his kids said when they were like 13, 14. You know, that, that perfect age of cynicism and wide-eyed yeah. wonder. And it does sound like great. 13 comment for sure. Right? Like, just a kid be like, just to shit on you. Right? Like, oh, yeah, you did that terrible movie. Can't believe you did that, Dad. Why did you even do that? Up. You fuck up something I love. Do you like your fucking Mercedes Benz that you're going to have in three years? Yeah, but not that much, Dad. You shouldn't have done that movie. <laughs> but, but at what cost? Yeah. Takes the Mercedes out. Like, this is a, I can't believe I'm driving this Mercedes. It was bought with blood money. Just murdered the <laughs> blood franchise. Money. The blood of the Mario Brothers franchise. It's on your hands, Dad. Like, you got to think, like, because every, almost every system, if not every system that Nintendo's come out with, they've had, it's definitely more than this, but I want to say they've had the Zelda franchise and they've had the Mario franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they've both been wildly popular. Is there a Zelda movie? No. no For we, a long time, they, I don't think they were willing to give away the rights to it. There was going to be, like, a, I heard that there was going to be like a Netflix adaptation, like a series by they the could same do it. people or some of the same people who did Castlevania. Oh, okay. And that okay. kind of made me excited for it because Castlevania is pretty good too. So is The Witcher. The Witcher, you... yeah, that's one I got to watch. People people like that one. I never played I the games, other... but like I'd watched, I'd, I'd have watched people play the video games and I'm like, this looks pretty good, man. Like my computer can't handle that shit, but it looks good. And I was like, okay, well, we'll give the show a watch. And the show was fucking stellar. I gotta watch it. It's like I said though, like like so. I think it's easier to go from video game to movie. Or sorry, I think it's easier to go from movie to movie video game. game. It's a game, game movie, right? Because you, you can that expand a lot more. But like a Zelda, a Zelda series, if they were willing to sell the franchise rights to Ocarina of Time, you could do a Netflix series on that, and you could do it like every temple you have to beat. So you could have like a Young Link series, you know, for a season. And then you could make each fucking a new It'd season probably have for to be every like temple anime style. I think that's why they wanted to give it to the Castlevania guys because, like, an anime yeah. style serial. I think I think it'd work. I think you could do it if you did it right. It would be great. I think if they do it anyway, really. I mean, nowadays it's so easy to to animate anything uh, in any way you want, where you could just be like, "Can we use this actor's face?" And we're just gonna green screen everything and whatever. But I I think that has potential. I think that. Uh, a Zelda show would do fantastic, even if it was just on that one video game. And again, that's a nostalgia thing because I played a shit ton of Ocarina of Time as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think it would do fantastic, man. I mean, you're not the only one to think so because we almost had it. Right? Yeah. So I mean, we I wonder. Still, I don't, know. I don't know what happened with that. If we'll it fell see. off or delayed or what. If it ever gets out there, I'm sure Amazon Prime will start bidding for it, and Netflix will bid for it, and all the big guys will be like, "No, we want to produce this because it'll be the next big thing," right? But, uh, hmm. I mean, it'll all depend on movies like Sonic. Did it perform well enough where the initial investment got what they wanted out of it, right? Like, was it a wild success? 
I don't even know. I know they got some. They, well, they got Jim Carrey, for Christ's sake. So I mean, it it had uh, it had some financing. I know. Yeah, he was, it was a free. Oh, it was a success for sure. I mean, it's um, due to circumstances. I think it might be the highest grossing movie of 2020, just because it Long came Pan out Pan just before the pandemic. This, right? this movie came out, but. Um, it was like the uh, only movie yeah, they were showing yeah. in theaters. Like, sorry, nobody is putting out movies right now because of the pandemic. Like, you can see Sonic in all all Sonic of our thirty four theaters. Fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Um, it, I it, I think uh, they they announced like a sequel is confirmed like a couple weeks after the movie was released. Honestly, like they're definitely doing a sequel. They knew it. They were the whole time because it proved that like this thing has legs like it, it made its money no problem and got and was pretty well reviewed i think we're not, i think we're not the only ones who no I, a... I would imagine not like even i really enjoyed a lot of it man um and because it's based on a video game and the video game's been around since the 90s like you've got so much content to work with so they could even do a whole thing where they introduce tales then all of a sudden tales is the did lost you... orphan fucking animal did you not watch to the end of the movie I caught a little bit of the end, but I kind of missed it. You didn't too. see Tails? I did not. I think I was. Up, I think I was changing. No, a, I was. Movie. I was changing a diaper. I'm sure. Oh, it's like uh, a stinger scene, like it's an end credits, like Infinity Stone type scene. But oh no, yeah, the, no, I didn't last, see that. Yeah, the, no, it's like right after the after like the it's like mid credits, I guess, right? But yeah, no, af, after um, all said and done, there, there's a there's a like a it's like in Montana, like Green Hills, Montana. A ring opens up, ring portal. And uh, Tails jumps through when he looks at his little whatever device, and he's like, oh, I'm getting a reading. Sonic must be here. And he spins his tails around, and he flies off into the distance. Okay, so I, I got to give it to you straight right now. If you think I can actually sit and watch credits with a kid around, it's impossible. And literally, as soon as the show stops and the credits roll up, he's just losing his shit. He's like, no, more television. I can't watch this. these words. <laughs> what the fuck is this whole credits nonsense? Yeah, but this was these credits were like a Sonic game. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, the the mid the like the the beginning of the end credits were pretty cool because it was like it, it looked like a Genesis game, and Sonic's running through all this stuff. Like that's gonna hold a kid's attention. I'll have to like, go back and watch it again because because typically when you're watching on these services, like it's like credits roll, then it's like what do you want to watch next or whatever, and. Literally, oh, yeah. because it was on Amazon, because of what my kid watches and all that. Like, here's suggested episodes or whatever, and then here's shows that you're also watching. And it's then like we suggest that your kid watch Dora the Explorer again. No, it's fucking Cookie Mouse, and don't That's... don't watch it. It's terrible. Oh man! <laughs> if you give a mouse a cookie, what do you think's gonna happen? I'm like, I don't know, oh, man. He'll eat a cookie. He does. He does. Except one time. I had I had that book. Yeah, and I got if you give a pig a party the book and read that to him and he loves the balloons. But it, it, either way, I don't I don't get time to watch credits. It's like okay, on to the next show. So to get back to Sonic, I I got a note. I I made a little note here. Uh, when the cops there, doing his little radar checks and he's just bored, right? You know, introducing his his new best buddy, his human buddy from Earth. Mm -hmm. He don't bored. He only clocked 296 miles an hour. Which, don't get me wrong, that's fast. It's fast. I know that I knew this was going to be brought up. I'm, I'm glad that you yeah. knew. Right? Continue. It just, it frustrated me when it's like, was he just playing with him? Like, was he just jogging? 
because all of a sudden you go to scenes where he's getting like rockets and bullets shot at him and he's just like, and he's quicksilver he's got like quicksilver powers yeah yeah no i that's that's you know the big the biggest thing and like a lot of that that's one of the uh several things in this movie you got to kind of hand wave and be like well it's a kid's movie and that's what I thought, too. 296 is, like, a reasonable number that kids are like, oh, my God, I can't even count that high. That must be really fast. But mm. it would have easily been solved. My curiosity would have been solved about how later parts of the movie, when he's going as fast, just so this is, like, XXX, obviously probably shouldn't use those letters in, in kids' movies, but, like, error. Yeah. You know what just, I mean? Just, like, it just out the... Yeah, I think so. Like in a kids uh, movie, it could have been like it could have been like way too fast to compute. Just, I don't know something, right? But like, I, I two hundred ninety six miles an hour. Like, I'm pretty sure Sonic nerfed a little bit in this movie, um, to some degree sometimes because his his powers, like his speed, like his top speed, is the most inconsistent thing in this movie. Because there's like that where he's like, you can see like he's trying to he's really got to push himself to try to make it to three hundred miles mm-hmm. an hour. Yeah. Yeah, and then later on he runs from Montana to the shore of the Pacific Ocean and back in like six seconds. Mm-hmm. And then later on he's basically Quicksilver, like the scene in the bar and stuff. And yeah, this. And um, another thing that was like really inconsistent, and and we're jumping around a lot, and we're getting towards the end of the movie when mm-hmm. they're at the um, the Trans America Building in San Francisco. Yeah, and uh, he runs into the building. And then runs out and he says, ah, it's no good. We need a key to get to the roof so that they have to, like, do this little plan to get to, get a key to the roof. So he can get his uh, rings, yeah. But but it's, it's been showing, like, he can run up walls. Like, he's fast enough to run on walls. Like, he could just run up the side of the wall to the roof. I think I think at that point, you like you said before, like, you have to give him some liberties. Because if it was just, I mean, like, Sonic does. loses his rings in San Diego or San Francisco and now he needs to get the rings from the top of this building. Well, in hindsight, based on the other scenes, it could have been like, well, in 24 seconds, the movie's going to be over because he's going to run there, run up the building, get his rings, run back, and he's done. Right. So the... So, so the, you yeah, got to give him a little I, bit of liberties on that. Either nerf him, right? Nerf him down to like, oh yeah, so he can only run 300 miles an hour and be consistent with that. Yeah. Or I think the nicest he can be is like, kind of like, having like a little bit of a headcanon as to like him... Uh, because this movie's about, like, on an emotional point, is about him being lonely. And yeah. him trying to connect with people, like uh, like uh, James Marsden's character, mm-hmm. uh, also Donut Lord. And, and um, there there is the point where he gets tranked, and, like, it makes him slow for a bit, which explains why they need to kind of travel together in the truck across country. But any anything, like, like a lot of people have said, uh, you know, when he runs to the Pacific Ocean, comes back, he's like, well, I don't know where San Francisco is, so I'm stuck with you. It's like you could you could just give him a map and then tell him to fuck off and the movie's yeah. over. But Take this road could, to that you road and you're good. It. Like you could hand wave it away by being like, "Well, Sonic really wants to connect to somebody and he's already kind of made this guy his best friend." Uh in which his head. which he so mentions he, like several times in the movie. He's like, "I'm your best friend." He's like, "No, this is my best friend." Well, I'm your best animal friend. No, that's my dog. He's like, and then he meets the guy's dog and he's just like, "Oh, you're you're the best friend." What's so fucking special about you? And the dog starts licking his face. He's like, ah, damn it. This dog's got something I don't. <laughs> yeah. Intimacy. But no, that's the, that's <laughs> a way to kind of cover it. It's like, okay, well, well, you kind of have to... The movie's not explicit about this, but it kind of works for me on that level. If I think, well, you know, Sonic is keeping him around because he wants to, not because he needs to. 
and, and you know what? And they made a really good point of that, and I actually made a note. Uh, I thought it was really fucking funny. Um, but when he's running around the baseball diamond, right? And he's just, like, playing baseball by himself. Like, he's playing all the positions, and he's mm-hmm. super lonely, and he, like, digs the trench in because he's just so lonely, he's but he's got so, so much... He, he's got so much to give, but nobody to give it to, so he digs this trench with his feet running on this baseball diamond. But I thought it was kind of funny because I'm just like, Jesus, man, who does he think he is? Like Superman? Like, is he trying to turn back time or something like that? And then eventually that big blue EMP sonic wave happens, right? And I was just like, Jesus, man. So this is like, okay, that's interesting. I never remember Sonic in the games doing any kind of like big power surges, but it was it was interesting. Yeah, some, it, but it you had brought... to get a certain power up for it, and it wasn't that big. Well, you had to bring you had to bring it all together, right? Like you had to be like, okay, so what's going to bring Dr. Robotnik on him? How is he going to meet people? Where where are these where are these characters going to meet? So like with the power outage in the town, obviously everyone's like, oh, it's the Mets, you know, terrorism and shit like that. Uh, but it brings them together, so that forms that kind of bond and that character development, that arc, right? So it's like here's a cop, you know, so to, to show it in hand motions. Here's the cop. Here's Sonic, right? And then here's the boom. And then it's like, okay, now we've got a merger of the two stories we're trying to combine. And we've got a lovable character on one side, and we've got the, the lovable cop character. And we can intertwine these worlds, right? Your teacher, your English teacher would have called that uh, the motivating incident. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention to English. I was pretty high during high school the whole time, so I was just... Uh, something about Shakespeare. That was, <laughs> that, was all, that was all I remember from English class, really. That explains a lot, I guess. Yes, it... Yeah, well, what's the old saying? I didn't go to high school. I went to school high. Um, it was good times. It was good times. I passed. Fuck it. Yes, yeah. Here I am. Ah, cheers. Are you well enough to never have to come back here again? Okay, cool. See you later. How many courses do I have to take to graduate? Yeah, I'm going to do that many. I'm going to do that many. No more. No less. Mm. I see you've switched over to the whiskey as well there, eh? I did. I did. I'm going to have to switch back to the vodka soon. I probably only got about three four ounces left of this stuff but we'll just put I'm good. it in the class up. i got the uh the teacher's blended scotch over here oh nice I, I think i got enough hey, of it to put get it up through. on camera there put it up on camera what do you got what do you got we'll product compare. placement oh teacher's highland cream mm. smooth smooth yeah <laughs> tonight that's the last time forty creek barrel select fantastic canadian whiskey we're taking a we're taking a page from the book of the Sonic movie and throwing in lots of product placement wherever we can. It's it's rampant, and you know, and I've There's gotten so away much. from it recently. Maybe maybe you're starting to see like you're picking up a little bit more now that I brought it up. But like, it got to a point where when I was watching movies, I was just like, "Fuck, I hate yeah. this shit. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it." <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like, "This movie doesn't even have producers. It has advertisements." Which you know it makes sense, like, but subliminally, I'm well, not going to watch a movie and buy a Sonic coat. twice, so I'm sure that cut out. I wouldn't be surprised if you told me like that Olive Garden, though all those Olive Garden references were like shoehorned in after they realized they're going to have to go through the whole movie and redo Sonic to make him look yeah. right. They're like, we need twenty million dollars to sort out this whole fucking Sonic ordeal. Where are we going to mm-hmm. get twenty million dollars? And Olive Garden commercial comes on, they're like. Endless fucking breadsticks and pasta and salad and fucking Olive Garden's fantastic. And this dude's like, I, say, I gotta man, call they say Olive the, Garden. Like the, they say the slogan. They're like, 
oh yeah we love olive garden right because when you're there you're family and it's like that's right when you're there you're family you don't fuck around with olive garden like check your phone for dating apps that's what my sister said is like all i've got is olive garden the most the most fantastic restaurant in america get the fuck out of here man Bubba you know that i is. don't <laughs> you know that i don't waste hard drives based on any apps except the greatest restaurant He's like, I've got Olive Garden and Ashley Madison. Fuck you. (laughs) Or the Zillow's the other big one, right? Because they're looking for, they're looking for like houses in San Francisco. So it's like, hey, what are you doing on Zillow? And he points over, and it just shows like the page with the the. I'm looking for the lowest price affordable homes in San Francisco. You're like, God damn it, guys, seriously. (laughs) And Zillow just makes it so convenient. Wow, we found a house in 38 seconds. They're like, thanks, Sonic. He's like, no problem, guys. Go to Zillow.com right now and check it out for a 20% off free subscription. Use the code Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> yeah, no way. It's, it's, Imagine it's if they bad. gave a code in it's the movie. That'd be something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are. there's a lot of product placement. I do want to go through something with my notes here and just yeah. point out a few things that, like, um, th- these aren't, like, super... Um, like super deep cuts or anything but things no, that are no, from no. the the sonic movie that like if you're a fan of the sonic games or this the cartoons is... you'd realize like yeah. they're really making an effort to to put in some good stuff number one the the town of green hills montana mm-hmm. where he lives uh, is, is uh like the reference to, to sonic's home of the green hills zone or like the first uh emerald hills which are green the first level are green right no, well, Green Hill Zone is like the first in most of the Sonic games. The was it not games. Emerald Hill Zone? No. Okay. No, I don't okay. Think so this is what we can't That's fact check crossed, because yeah. we made this rule. We never fact check, but no, I remember. This isn't Green a fact Hill check. I'm just trying to. Ch- I'm just. I'm, I'm just checking you. These are not facts. These are opinions, and they're <laughs> and they're wrong. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, if I mean, it's not an opinion. There is a right answer. Anyway, I'm sticking with that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, what else is in the notes that's good? Uh, th- well, this isn't what I was just talking about. This isn't a reference to the games or anything. But Son- when Sonic's playing baseball with himself, I noticed that he he throws left-handed, but he bats right-handed. That's weird. I don't know what's uh, what that's about. Okay, okay. But uh, that's what that's, really, that's a really intricate oh, the- note, by the way. Yeah, I that's don't know. I just caught scene, it. That's real scene picking right there. The only reason I caught it is because he's doing like the commentary, and uh, he's uh, he, you know he's pretending to be the, like the baseball commentator, and he's like stepping up to the to the pitcher's mound is the the most dangerous southpaw in the league, Sonic. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's a southpaw. He's throwing his left hand. Then it cuts to him batting, and I'm like, wait a second, he's batting right-handed. What's this about? Like, just because they had that line about him being a southpaw, I caught it. But now, to be, not to be confused, you you personally weren't getting your, your stage left and real left mix-up, right? I don't think I was. Because I have an answer I for that. So. I, I think it would be like he's, because he's playing all the players, maybe he's maybe he's amb- ambidextrous. Uh, and maybe he wanted to switch it up because he was playing different players on the field, and it kind of attributes more to his loneliness. That could be. That could but be. I'm that, fine, that, I'm fine that's with that. a stretch. I, I I really like. That's a good. That's a good breakdown. I never even caught that. That's something I wouldn't. I, I've only seen the movie once. It was. It was something I that's definitely like, wouldn't have caught. 
Oh man, we got to go to IMDb Goofs and put pop that in there. Yeah, we could probably the Goofs that. page. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, some other stuff though that's uh, that was cool. Um, the that uh, Doctor Robotnik calls his uh, robots the Badniks, which he, yeah. he calls them in the in the the games in the movie, uh, the games in the shows. Uh, what else do I have in here? There was a couple, one or two more. Um, after they after they go to the uh, the bar. Um, they're in that like dive bar hanging out, that country bar. And yeah. then Sonic mentions how he was um he was uh like a fan of chili dogs. Like he tried a chili dogs. That's great because like in those cartoons, he's stuffing chili dogs in his face left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Like he loves them. Mm-hmm. He's, like, uh, he's like uh Brent from Corner Gas. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he liked a good chili dog too, didn't he? He did. He was a big fan, yeah. Oh, man. Next episode, we should do the Corner Gas movie. <laughs> Maybe not next episode, but at some point. We'll work on it, yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, I remember I went through a phase, because I, I, man, I fucking, like, I rarely got a chance to play Sonic games, not being a Sega kid, being a Nintendo kid, but mm-hmm. I fucking love those cartoons, man. And my poor mom, for, like, a good two years, like, every time she made hot dogs for us, she couldn't make hot dogs, without making sure there was, like, a homemade chili in the house. Because I'd, I'd be like, well, I, I want chili dogs, because that's what Sonic likes. She's it's, like, this I, fucking kid is impossible. I hate this kid right now. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, kids, kids go through these phases, and, like, certain silly things are, like, the most important thing to them. But in the grand scheme of things, it's so brief. You see sometimes, like, mm. on those shows, I think it was, like, those extreme home makeover shows the kids they find out something that the kid liked and then they'd make the the entire makeover for the kid like this entire home makeover for their room was about that yeah so it's like this kid's like oh well i really like the power rangers like well we got you a power rangers bed with power rangers sheets in the shape of a power ranger and we painted you like five colors on the wall of all the power rangers and then exactly yeah. yeah Got you like Power Rangers, like everything. Like we installed fucking Power Rangers shit. Like in six months, that kid's not gonna give a flying fuck about the Power Rangers. Like he's gonna be onto something else. Yeah. And he's gonna be stuck in this Power Rangers room. Or the parents are just like such. You know, they're just like, no, you fucking love Power Rangers when you're five. You're gonna have this bedroom until you're thirteen. And he brings a girl over to his house for the first time, and she's like, "Oh, hey, let's go to your room." He's like, "Okay, yeah, we're gonna go study up there." And she's like fucking power rangers dude she's like yeah never mind yeah <laughs> i have to go study over at matt's house like damn it and that's not personal i'm not drawing from personal experience fuck you matt <laughs> <laughs> thought he was so cool because he had a batman room yeah son of a bitch of course the new batman movie comes out when he's 12 but when i come out there's you know there's that's 12 year old there's no power rangers movie that's cool anymore life oh, is yeah. hard life is hard it's funny though as a kid it's absolutely true because like when you're a kid like it's just like you'll go through phases man like i was super fucking obsessed with dragon ball z i don't know how fucking hard i went running through my house screaming when goku turned you know turned super saiyan the first time i was like oh my god oh my god it fucking happened i'm gonna fucking blast a hole through this wall and then my parents are all mad because i punched a shit ton of holes in the wall but like and then, and then literally, I, I don't even know. Maybe it was like three months later, Halo came out, and I had an Xbox. Pfft, who the fuck is Goku? Yeah. I'm on that Halo trip, man. All about and I got that my Master Chief shit. Yeah, my buddy's coming over. We're playing fucking four-person Halo on a 13-inch TV. Like, we're just crushing it. 
Yeah, and the thing is, like, at that age, too, is, like, as soon as you get past, like, being obsessed with one thing, get obsessed with the next, you usually have the tendency to be like, oh, that thing that I was into, like, last week? Yeah, that's for babies. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah. stupid babies, and I'll kick your ass if, you, if you're, like, if you give a shit about Goku, give me your fucking lunch money. Yeah, you hear, like, a kid the grade earlier, because you're in grade eight now, and you're like, well, I don't know how school worked for you, because I know there was, like, different... So in Ontario, it was, like, kindergarten to grade eight. And then grade nine to grade twelve or thirteen, depending on your age. But uh, anyways, yeah. Speaking of education and and Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, as we digress, um, Doctor Robotnik had five PhDs. This is my note: Doctor Robotnik dash five PhDs question mark nerd exclamation mark. I mean, I think that's clear that he's just uh, like a very ostracized, angry nerd who just wants to kind of he was like punished for being different he as a was kid. bullied as a kid for being super like hyper intelligent and then he mm-hmm. ended up making that bully eat through a straw for a year i thought it was honestly i didn't know jim carrey it's, it's jim carrey right like i wasn't mm-hmm. just seeing shit like i was just i was fucking blown away when i was like holy shit i didn't realize jim carrey was dr robotnik in this movie he did kind of look like freddie mercury in that new queen movie um, <laughs> which I thought was great. I was, and and they, when they started belting out the queen, you know, faster than the speed of light, yeah. I was just like, fucking, ah, this is my fucking jam. This is dope. I was yeah. loving it. And then when I, I saw... They do a study that that song is like the happiest song that science can prove. Like, happier than... They study people, people's brains while listening to music and they found that that song... Don't Stop Me Now by Queen is like it, it gives Stop you more like endorphins and like happy na, na, chemicals na, na, na. than any other song Having that they good time. You know, I'm getting happy right now just thinking about it. Exactly. Like you can't yeah. be in a bad mood thinking of that song. It's a good fucking tune. Uh it's it's a fantastic tune. But I that was one of the things I was gonna make a note of is like I loved the soundtrack to it. And it was probably just that one song. <laughs> It was, That's funny. Uh, I guarantee that you like, that was probably the only song that I really enjoyed on the soundtrack. But I was just like, I fucking like the soundtrack. Good choice of music. Girthy Winter says they think Sonic would be cooler if he was green. Didn't they have a? The, wasn't the female character in the uh, the comics green or the uh, the show green? There were like so many characters that came out of like Sonic comics and stuff that I like. I think it's impossible that there isn't a like a green Sonic character somewhere. Did Sonic didn't go gold in this movie? Did he? No, he just no. Like, he powered Sonic up like a motherfucker. Like he like did like, like a Dragon did Ball Z, in but Sonic he did back in the day on Xbox. Yeah. No, he need to, to go Super Saiyan. Sonic needs all the Chaos Emeralds, and I believe there's there's seven, six or seven Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. He remembers a crocodile-type character who was a sexual predator or something along those lines. I mean, that makes sense. It's it was a '90s show. You had to watch out for Stranger Danger. A that lot of a yeah, thing. a lot of a lot of tertiary Sonic characters seem like it's not impossible that they'd be a sexual. That predator. was actually one of the things I saw when I saw Jim Carrey. I was like, this guy looks like a fucking rapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his character's insane, man. The fact yeah. that Jim Carrey's in this movie and he's like. This is another thing that I think they did. It was, like, calculated for people like us, right? Because not only did we grow up with, um, with uh, like, Sonic the Hedgehog in, like, the prime of his games and the cartoons, and, and we knew kind of 
what we wanted to see in this movie, but also we grew up with Jim Carrey at his prime, like Jim Carrey oh, mid nineties. We were talking about doing Ace Ventura for one yeah. of the next movies, right? And I would so love like to Ace do that. Ventura yeah. movies, Dumb and Dumber, The Mask, most of all, probably. Oh my god, Batman yeah. Forever. And this is like the biggest, like kind Stan, of call that Stanley Ipkiss. Stanley Ipkiss. That's Mr. Right. Ipkiss. Lloyd Christmas. Jim Carrey is totally but, uh, unhinged these days. Liar, liar was all. Yeah, he. Oh yeah, yes, he's bringing up. Liar, liar. Thank Absolutely. For bringing that up because yeah, that's a good one that people sleep on. Like I, I did too. Just when now. he sleeps with that that fairly attractive female lawyer, and she's like, "How was he?" I've had better. <laughs> she fucking throws him out, and he's like, "I've had Man, better." Liar, liar has to be doing? an episode soon. That's a that's a good movie. I think we could probably just cover a whole Jim Carrey episode. I don't think you know. And and looking back on it now, like because of the way these things are going, like I don't even know how much Sonic we've actually talked about tonight. But but yeah, I feel like you could almost break it down into uh, into actors. Like I mean, with Keanu Reeves, and that was another note I made. They made the obvious speed reference in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and we just did fucking Point Break with Keanu Reeves, and like when he notes, Keanu Reeves is a national treasure. I'm like you're fucking right he is man you, you know? bet your ass he is but then they had jim carrey who was oh, also a national He's treasure agent right? he is like it's just oh boy like, is he holy fuck i, I like Dr. Mike Obama. myers to be shrek in that movie like just like have a, a small shrek reference or like if if mike myers had played the dude who was like oh the blue crazy the blue devil if mike myers played the blue devil guy off the man, wall. Mike Myers would have been great in that role. He would have hammed it up just perfectly. Oh, I think it would have been perfect, man. It's, it's a lot better than his Uber Eats commercials nowadays. How does he do Uber Eats? I don't know. Maybe they don't have him here. I think he does. Yeah, he does Uber Eats. They do like the Wayne's World. Uh, they they basically just it was a Super Bowl commercial initially, I think, but they just kind of took it off. Not like like they, they used it as a takeoff point to like promote more for Uber Eats. I do want to talk about Robotnik and how he's used in this movie because, like, I've been raving for a lot of this uh, this episode about how, like, they they do things proper to, like, the games and cartoons that, that a fan would enjoy. Um, but, uh, but Dr. Robotnik looks totally different from his appearance in the games until the end of the movie mm-hmm. when he's got the huge frizzy mustache and the bald head and the the red suit. Well, he's got like, he's he basically looks like a clown in the games, right? He's got like the fucking hair that comes out the side and he, he just... And the huge well, just mustache. the mustache. His mustache comes way out. And, and wasn't he, was he not a portly fellow in the video games? Yeah. Well, yeah, very well, round. Right. And like, that's, that's why he's called Eggman. Right. Like, because uh, he's the shape of an egg. In this movie, it was because of the badniks that he was using looked like eggs. But, um, and that's why Sonic called him Eggman. But yeah, he's like, I, I, I'd like that they did kind of like a little bit of a different look for Robotnik, but they also had him like his, his badniks looked right. And like him using the big, the big like machines, like flying machines of destruction yeah, to fight his, Sonic was proper. His and, obvious and when they known finally of robotics, revealed, right? Like, and when they finally revealed like his, his true to the games look at the end, it was pretty cool. I think so. Now, Girthy Winter is saying that he knows most of his exposure was absorbed via osmosis while seeing the exploits of Chris Chan over the years. Who is Chris Chan? I'm not... I don't know actors' names. I I didn't know... I wasn't familiar either, so I was... But I was... Uh, I was bashful to, to admit you, that you, So you read the same thing, and we're not really sure. In so, Girthy, I, if you want to, you know, sure. expand on that uh, that experience yourself, uh, we'd be more than willing to, to make some shit up and appease you. Please do. <laughs> 
<laughs> in the meantime, can I just bring up that Sonic flosses a lot in this movie? And I feel Flo- like... In you know fight- what? Flossing is important. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's what my dentist told me, the la- I don't know, three years ago, the last time I went. Fucking dentists aren't really that important. Um, yeah. <laughs> flossing for me like now at my age is more important than brushing. Are, are kids flossing in 2020 and thinking it's cool? Because I don't think so. They're flossing, but they're not flossing their teeth. They're doing that whole Fortnite dance where they do the... That's what I'm talking about. Sonic does the the flossing dance in this movie a couple times. Which is weird because, like, wasn't flossing only popular? Like, I don't know. I feel like it was, like, 2016. I think this is the only point where the the movie kind of missed the mark. And they were like... I don't think they missed the mark. I, I, I think they hit it right on the head. Because they were trying to, like, motivate a generation to be interested in Sonic. And, like, if you were not interested before that point as a kid and you knew what flossing was, all of a sudden you're like, oh, Sonic flosses? Cool. Oh, okay, you think? Okay. I think it, I think it I was a strategic that. ploy. Um, but I, I feel like it's almost kind of like, you know what I mean? Like the old suck it fucking bah. Like, I feel like it was it's, it's kind of outdated like that. Like, it's... It's still Sonic cool might as well have done know, the fucking... Because everybody understands it's outdated. Boom. Okay. Like I, I feel like it was kind of like maybe you had to go to that movie with your younger brother. You know what I right. mean? And like it's like, oh, he's flossing. Cool. I used to floss when I was younger. It's like, yeah, like six months ago, man. We get it. You're you're 13 and a half now. It's cool. Um, just like we were talking about, right? Like the whole like, oh, six months later, all of a sudden, Power Rangers aren't cool. Yeah, Power They're Rangers still aren't cool. cool. Now Batman's cool. If you like Power Rangers, you're a stupid baby. <laughs> and then only babies then like Power Rangers. I'm that, all about Batman Harley Quinn now. You're like, yeah, babies. somebody's balls are fucking dropping. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I it. do want to bring up another thing, another nitpick that I had. Please, please do. Is Absolutely. at the is the reveal of Tails at the end because I felt like probably Tails or Knuckles was going to show up, but more likely Tails. Because Tails. I think was if you're going to make if you're going to make more than two movies, you'd have to do Tails first. Like, if you're going to yes. turn this into a franchise of movies, you have to do it chronologically. You can't all of a sudden I mean, the, that was the game. Knuckles Sonic, Tails. the first Sonic was just Sonic. Sonic 2 was Sonic and Tails, and I think yeah. Knuckles was in Sonic 3. He was. He was, yeah. And I remember how badass he was and how I wanted to play Knuckles yeah. all the time because he could punch up walls, right? Yeah. Knuckles like the areas good you couldn't get for, to. Which, may, which maybe it's... Like if you're trying to find all the bonus levels and secrets, Knuckles is yeah. good because he can glide and he can climb walls and he can but, explore But maybe that, maybe that's one of the reasons they didn't let him climb that building in San Francisco. Because that'll be a, a future pretense to Knuckles being able to climb. But he shit climbed a Sonic bunch Kirk. of buildings. He climbed a bunch of buildings in San but Francisco. He, but he did also fall off of one and have to reach for that ring. It's not like he could all of a sudden kind of like, I got to get to that wall so I can run. And oh, so well, maybe, maybe it's a pretext. Maybe it's a no, pretext. I mean, Knuckles, Knuckles. could have handled that. I mean, Sonic got the job done, but yeah, Knuckles would have handled that situation. No problem. Yeah. But what I'm that's, saying is like, if maybe I'm falling that's off a building and I need someone to save me. I'd rather Knuckles than Sonic for sure. But maybe that's why they didn't let him climb up those buildings. Cause it allows that kind of growth. And like when it's same, same we go and this, see the third movie, and we're all of a sudden like, oh, here's Knuckles. They movie. can climb up a building yeah, now. The very first shot of this movie is Sonic running up a bunch of buildings. It is. It is okay. almost as tall as the Transamerica building. Now, I just want to say that it's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping that's the reason. I'm hoping they give him some limitations where they bring in these new characters, and it's kind of like, oh. 
Just like in the video games, you couldn't do this before, but now that Knuckles is here, you can do that shit. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm fine with that, right? I'm just saying that, like, they were inconsistent with the limitations. But again, that stuff you gotta kind of hand wave, like, you know what? It's a kid's movie. Movies turned out fine. Like, all in all, I enjoyed it, despite being a grown man with no, without even having kids of my own. And just being like... Trust me, your kids fan, wouldn't appreciate it anyways. When I, was, uh, when, I was, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But my, I brought up Tails because my nitpick is that Tails is too old uh, in this appearance. Because Tails, Sonic and Tails like, have an age gap where Sonic's like a father figure to Tails. In this movie, Sonic's basically a kid himself. Like He's like a teenager. He's, he's an really adolescent. Hyper, yeah. and doesn't have a lot of self-control. He hasn't really found himself yet. So it's not, it's not like the cool, confident Sonic the Hedgehog that was played by Jaleel White. Okay. In the cartoons that I enjoyed so much, you know what I mean. This is a much, uh, this is a much uh, more immature Sonic who's who's got, still got some growing to do. Mm-hmm. So if Tails is around, Tails should be like a baby. Fair like, enough. Um, Sonic's had got an inconsistent knowledge of pop culture uh, in this movie. Like he's shown watching TV. He makes a bunch of references. He makes references to like Uber and Amazon and and Keanu Reeves movies. And yeah, Keanu Reeves movies, but he doesn't know what a payphone is. I, so like that was interesting to me. I, I'm glad I came back at this moment because I, I just I remember that scene specifically when he's talking about payphones. He's like, "That's a that's a payphone. That's what drug dealers use or people who are running from the law, like we are." And I'm like, that doesn't seem like a reference to make for a kids movie, because now anytime a kid sees a person using a payphone, they're like, "Are they a drug dealer or are they a fugitive?" Oh, no, the kids aren't seeing. Kids aren't seeing payphones. I got one by my house. So it's just off the Seven Eleven. It's a nice Telus payphone. I've oh, never really? seen anyone use it, but I mean, I, I would assume that if they're using it, they're a drug dealer or a fugitive. <laughs> I mean, here in Podunk, New Brunswick, I don't think we have any left because we don't have. You might have, have drugs here. No, no, there's there's no problems ever in Fredericton. Yeah, um, oh. I can speak. Drugs from ex- have been totally experience. cleaned up off the streets. We won the war on drugs out here. Uh, absolutely no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am not prepared to make a statement about that or any of the news that I heard today. Um, I did think it was funny how Sonic went to the police officer now that I realized the movie was made in 2020 mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Sonic trusts the police. I made, I made, the, the, the shitty joke I made was Sonic is the only person who trusts the police. And I don't know. Yeah, this was before, like this was before any of the lockdown stuff happened in 2020. This was this was before the lockdowns, but not before any this of was the before. major issues that arose before. And my camera's a little laggy, but I mean, it was before. It was before it was so public, and it was written Ooh. longer before. This movie does have the feel that it was written over a long course of time, mm-hmm. uh, and went through a lot of rewrites and stuff like. Uh, I think that's where the flossing um, reference comes from. Like, there was a point where the like flossing's not going to be outdated by the time this movie's released, or yeah. like him not knowing what a payphone was probably is like a holdover from an earlier script where Sonic was more of an alien. Like in this in this movie, they they do a pretty good job of showing like they explain he's been on Earth for ten years, he's been watching TV, he's been listening to people. To get a sense of like the culture, so we understand it's pop culture and it makes sense. <clears throat> He's but, been around, yeah. But I think I think the not understanding payphones line is a holdover from maybe they had a version of Sonic where 
we were seeing him discover Earth, and he was way more of an alien who was like, "What's this? What's that? I don't know what this and that is." Yeah, almost like an elf aspect, right? Like, oh, what do you mean we don't eat cats? Cats are a del- delicacy yeah. on Melmac. You're like, what the fuck? On Melmac, right? Like, yeah, okay. no, I, I totally get that. And it, it kind of we obviously sense to me. both know that Sonic does not come from the planet Melmac. He comes from the planet Mobius. Obviously, that that yeah. that goes without saying. Um, I did want to make a note uh, about that opening scene where Dr. Robotnik shows up at the cop's house and he's just mm-hmm. like, don't lie to no, me, no, blah, blah, blah. Like, I've never been wrong before. He's like, oh, there's a first time for everything. Ha, ha, ha. And then his drone finds Sonic. But his drone shoots, like, so So he's revered as this, like, amazing drone technology fucking, you know, savant. Like, he's just like, he's the shit when it comes to drones. But his drones can't fucking shoot a hedgehog or a human being with any kind of accuracy. Meanwhile, the states are dropping fucking bombs on people with drones, like, with pinpoint accuracy. But Dr. Robotnik, with five PhDs, is like, I can't get my drones to get (laughs) one fucking bullet shot in this guy. Instead, they're just going to... You know what? They're just going to lace this guy's house with bullet holes. And I was just like, these guys are worse than fucking stormtroopers. Like, if he's so good. Robotnik shouldn't have dropped out and he should have gotten that sixth PhD. Well, you know, and to be fair, yeah. I mean, maybe he should have studied more physics. I don't I don't know. Either, either way, I just remember That's watching it, and point. I'm just kind of like, why Why That's is this guy who's so like good at that? Actual drones that exist. The yeah. Spadniks are pretty yeah. inaccurate. Are you telling me that the U.S. can fucking drone strike, like, one dude in a building of 20 people? All of a sudden, just kill the one guy. But Dr. Robotnik with five PhDs, who the U.S. government has to fucking contract because they don't have the technology, can't shoot one person in his house? I mean, the only like it's like it's like all of a sudden it's like I can't see this through this dude's dining room table. Where'd he go? I'm just gonna start shooting the walls. Oh man, that's that's a thing. Like that's a thing that happens in in uh, movies a lot. It's like even if you have a basic understanding of guns, you know that tables like a dining room table is not bulletproof, and also a car door is not. It it can be. I mean, like, but but here we're not we're not trying to break down the physics, but it was just like the shot placement, even right, and it was just one of those things where I'm like, man, they're shooting like six feet above where anyone's head would be, anyways. Like, what are these drones doing? Like, why are drones shooting at inanimate objects? Like, oh, they were there. I better shoot. All you can really do to excuse it is is just uh, understand that it's it would have been a short movie otherwise. Absolutely. (laughs) Ending for a kids show. It was it was a kids movie, and so I, I gave it the benefit of the doubt after that. I was like, okay, like you need some action. You but like yeah, I said, this, this, I don't, I don't just, think this was a to. I don't think it was a kids movie. And that's that's where it comes back to like, it was made for kids, but it was made mm-hmm. for us. It wasn't made for kids. You know what I mean? Like Toy Story Four wasn't made for kids. It was made for for our generation growing up with the it original Toy Story. So I didn't see it. Well, okay. Let me save I you a lot of. Like let I me save you a lot of time. Toy Story three. Like it really felt like you know what the story is over. But I want the story to be over for for these guy for these characters. You know what? Toy, so, Toy Story was it Toy Story two or three? Um. Yeah, no. Toy Story three was the logical ending point. And, and yeah, and it was it was good because it came out it in succession like, uh, of these movies. But Toy Story Four was kind of a rehash, and if we go back into that whole Hollywood rehash thing, we're going to be here for like four more hours. Um, but no, that's what it was. Toy Story Four was made for people like us, just like I feel like at some points the Sonic movie wasn't made for kids. 
You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those movies where, like, you could take your kids to go see Sonic and they would enjoy it, but it wasn't for them. You know? It was it was for the people that grew up playing Sonic and the people that enjoyed the cartoons like yourself. I, mean, I think they were kind of cast a wide net in that sense, but but it, see, it feels like it leans more toward the kid thing for me. We don't have to agree to disagree on, on that point. I still liked it. Like, I'll well, talk no, about, no, let's not agree to disagree. Let's argue. argue. Let's, this movie. let's fucking, let's bring it out. <laughs> this is what this is all about. This is how we got this. This is why I brought you on. This is because our disapproval versus approval rating of Boondock Saints 2 was like the whole reason I was like, I got to bring Pat on because this is I, why I love that we've mentioned the Boondock Saints 2 every episode. <laughs> it so has far. to be brought up. This, this is where this is the roots of the podcast. This is again, this is why I wanted you to be on. More than anyone else. If I could choose anyone that I've known my entire life, nobody has disagreed on a movie more than you. <laughs> on that me one about Boondock Saints 2. Um, oh, there have been I didn't, no I two people disagree I, on a movie I didn't, more. I didn't discuss movies with people like I did with you. And so when, when we, because we enjoyed a lot of the same films and we enjoyed that cinematography, all that, all that good shit in movies. But when you watched Boondock Saints 2 and I watched Boondock Saints 2 and we got together and we talked about it, it was like fucking Clash of the Titans over like, no, this movie was shit. No, this movie was great. I loved it. And it was like, it was it was raw, man. It was raw. And that's why I wanted to bring you on to do this whole movie discussion because it can be raw. So I'd like to explore this whole thing where you think it's built more for children than it is for people like us who are taking their kids to kind of introduce them to the culture that they were they had been growing up with and uh, and that they enjoyed as children because for me this movie was a total nostalgia flick um, well, yeah. with, with, with the hopes of reintroducing like I... a, a culture of enjoyment for Sonic and Sega if Sega is even still a thing um, for the younger generation well, I, th- I mean, yeah, I, d- I don't think you're wrong there, really. Like, there's, um, and comparing this, like, that that's another thing I would have done as a comparison to Detective Pikachu, because even though I thought Detective Pikachu was all right, it uh, and, and it did a good job of what it was trying to do, um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I expected to, because it's primarily for kids, mm-hmm. which kind of is, is the status of, of Pokemon games in general. Like, I want to yeah. keep liking yeah. Pokemon but they keep making it for stupid little babies who are one grade below me. So, <laughs> what are you, twenty nine years old? Get out of here! I have no time for you. No, but I, I would totally agree with you on that. Uh, in terms of the peak, like the Pikachu movie, is because yeah. Pokemon. It I think was a well made Pokemon that, maintained a, a franchise hold on the youth for so long. Yeah, they've never been really interested in like but they've you never growing up with their fans because they really haven't had to. But no, but like, Pokemon's never had to because they kept coming out with new shit that always kept the kids interested. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to they think of the last it, like, big new, Sonic. Like Pokemon's released in generations. So mm-hmm. that kind of tells mm-hmm. you all you need to know. Yeah. Right? I, take, I would agree. Just new generations of Pokemon fans come in and get their so was, and, and and their format works. Like it's a you know, they're doing just fine. Like they're not doing a thing wrong. No, but, no, no. And I, I go, I to, see, go to the theaters to see the Detective Pikachu movie, and I think, well, you know, like, I didn't enjoy this as much as I thought I would because it's clearly made for kids, and, and like, it was a well-made movie. It was well done at what it tried to do. And you're, I think you're right, like, because Sonic doesn't feel that way. Like, I, I enjoyed watching Sonic, and I, I liked that we were talking about it for this episode, so I had an excuse to watch it again. Um, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. There, there are some beats though, like some beats that that hit where they're just like it, I can tell like the intention of the people making it, even though they're happy to take my money and for me to enjoy it and watch it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were coming at it from like a kids menta- a kids show mentality. Yes. yes. I would I would agree with that in terms of how. Well, it wasn't rated R. This this was a family made movie. Right, which makes oh, sense. Once once Shadow shows up as a character, you got to bring it up to at least a PG thirteen. I would hope so. I would hope it, it progresses. Shadow's got to be like the Wolverine of the uh, of of the Sonic franchise, where he eventually he gets his own R rated spinoff. He just goes around. It's like R-rated it's like Sin Shadow City with Shadow fucking smoking. He's like this girl. She got murdered. I gotta <laughs> find out who the oh, fucking buddy, killers Detective are. Detective Shadow the Hedgehog. Like, like, oh man! And it's just like in the style of Sin City. We gotta get Bruce Willis in there somehow, but I'm I'm fucking there for it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, buddy. I'd go see it, and then I'd go see it again in 3D. That would be, oh man, that would be. I would put those fucking glasses on in a heartbeat to watch it again in 3D. I'm sad that you brought it up like that because now. There's no way that's going to happen in our reality, and now that we can make it happen, I don't see why we couldn't push that, and it wouldn't be a thing. Because by the time Let's that we it. come out with this idea and maybe write a script or write a, a, an idea, um, it wouldn't be like, oh, we have to rehash Sin City. Well, let's fucking do it with Shadow from Sonic the Hedgehog, and we'll fucking do a combination. We'll mash it up, and all of a sudden Hollywood's like, here's two hundred and fifty million dollars, make it happen. You know what? Like, maybe we could even just like use our our newly found lucrative internet fame to just get the word out there. So everybody watching, um, all all, all six people that'll watch this video, well, we if need those you. Six people tell three friends, and they tell three friends, yes, then it's gonna of, get out, and then there's gonna be mouth. like five hundred thousand people signing a petition to make an R-rated Detective Shadow the Hedgehog movie. And we would do it right. I feel like me and you would do it right. I feel like are, we have the are potential. We do it? Well, we absolutely. Why not, Pat? Who else? Who else is going to do it? Who else had this fantastic idea to ha- rehash Sin City with Shadow? I, I don't. I don't see it happening any other way. Um, we can take the scene <laughs> oh, by storm. We we might have to be. We might have to wait until we're fifty, but we could do it. We could. Do, I mean, <laughs> we're at that perfect age where we could just be like, we know Sonic, we know Sin City. Let us do our thing, eh? Yeah. Right? And boom. Just... Hollywood's just like, I don't give a fuck. Is it going to make money? We're like, projections show yeah. may- maybe. Graphs, uh, maybe. schematics, and charts. and uh, Here's a graph of how much more I'm drinking. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just continue to repeat the word demographics at them until Here's they give us... Here's a graph of my daily drinking chart, and it's just like... And they give us $120 million. Just... Listen, all we're asking for is that you guys go sign our petition. We'll put the the link in the YouTube video when we when we set it up. Go yeah, sign our petition yeah. for Paramount Pictures to give us 120 million dollars to make a detective we shadow don't, the head. We don't need Paramount, man. We know enough about market advertising and and you know and and uh, and and placement ads. We'll go to Toyota. We'll go to Coca-Cola. And we'll, and, and we'll go to like I don't know, fucking Marlboro. But like, we'll find ev- it all everyone in this movie placement. will smoke Marlboros if you give us $120 million. They're so like, yep. Don't give a fuck. Marlboro, <laughs> baby. It, it, it'll be like Sonic, Shadow, Sin City meets Marlboro 
the greatest cigarettes ever made. And that'll be the title for well, the movie. Well, we're, we're, we're making them like an old-timey, like, detective. Like your, uh, like your Sam Spade type of character. Like the Fallout 4 fucking... All I can think about now is the mutant in Fallout 4. Who's just like, yeah, see, I'm a 50s detective. I was here for the nukes, <laughs> and now I got half a face, and I, I solve crimes. Get well, I reference Sam Spade for the Maltese Falcon, so I think I win the reference game. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't argue because I have no fucking idea who you're talking about. <laughs> Gross. <clears throat> Anyways, got right. Put it out there. Like, thanks for tuning in to episode three of the Force to Be Social movie reviews. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we should we should think of an intro or an outro. Um, we can do that at a later point. <laughs> Hostel lasagna, don't get any on you. See, see.